tonight on Gravely Amusing. It's the Friday the 13th special part two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gravely Amusing, the only podcast that supports Jack not getting on that door at the end of the Titanic. I mean, she was too clingy, man. You know, just die. I support it. All right. I am your host, the man-child among monsters, Brian Peters. This is part two of our Friday the 13th special episode. This is dropping at the 13th hour of the day on Friday the 13th to wrap up this beautiful beautiful chaos that these episodes are um, but now is the real chaos earlier we dropped the first six films and our thoughts on it this this is where crap gets crazy the final six films where jason totally flies off the rails um i don't know what they're thinking it, this is going to be such a fun podcast tonight so let's get to it uh joining me first is Brandon Duxbury, local young artist from uh, the Virginia area, now residing outside Columbus with me and Trey. He is my little brother. He is the only, the only man to defeat Ash Ketchum in arm wrestling. Damn right I did. <laughs> Damn right I did. And he is the only spirit that Goku needs for the spirit bomb. Absolutely. Brandon Duxbury, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. Are you excited? I'm, I'm super excited. I, I love these movies. Ah, this, this is going to be a good one. Uh, now, hailing from, I don't know, I guess the future, the past. I don't know. All I know is that he met some chick in the 1800s, and he flew off on a train and had a bunch of kids. I don't know. All of a now, all of a sudden, he's got a new woman named McKenna. He's living into twenty 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 three. I don't know, Mister Trey the Doc Brown. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. I am excited to get into part two with you boys. Looking forward to it. Have to admit, still working on that degree to get my doctorate. Better hurry get up. up. Your degree, Doc. What do you do about degree? Got to get back um, to the future. What are you doing? <laughs> and i you know what one day we're gonna do a back to the future episode um and it's it's gonna be epic um so i gotta quit saying um i apologize okay and finally finally <laughs> the co-host of the upcoming second podcast uh from brian peters and you know now andre finch titled BP and the Finch, a superhero podcast that will talk about Marvel, DC, Star Wars, anything pop culture that is not horror-related, uh, anything that strikes our fancy. It'll be dropping on October 20th, as long as we can uh, get the schedule together. We are busy men. Some of us are fathers. It's just life. 
but Spider-Man 2 video game drops on October 20th. So we have a special episode from the brain of the Mighty Finch. Batman villains versus Spider-Man villains. Ooh. Who has the better villains? I mean, arguably, Batman has the best villains in the DC Universe. Spider-Man has the best villains uh, in the Marvel Universe. They're the two greatest heroes of each comic universe. I mean, this is going to be crazy. When Finch pitched this to me, my mind blew, and I had to change my underwear. Um, so it's going to be something really cool. Brandon and Trey are going to be on the Spider-Man side, uh, trying to be, win the argument that they that Spider-Man has a better villain. Right, we're on the winning team, buddy. <laughs> team, what? 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 Um, Dre and I will be representing Batman and his villains out of Arkham Asylum. It's it's going to be nuts. Uh, the name of the game is trying to convince the other ones that Spider-Man has best of villain, better villains. Maybe we can find a judge. I don't know. Has to be impartial. You know, maybe we'll pay a homeless person. You know, we'll fit, we'll find a way. <laughs> so. Um, Dre Finch, everybody. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. Love you guys. How could uh, ready to you talk know? Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. <laughs> Speaking of Friday the 13th, part seven, a new blood. Am I right? Am I right in that title, Dr. Yes. Yes. Blood. Yes. New, blood. new blood. New blood. What's up, blood? What's up, you blood? <laughs> 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 Me and Brandon got the red on, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, it's in uh, it's in my hair, so it counts for me. So, it's in my it's in my pee. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you never get that checked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, sounds bad, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get checked. Maybe you'll see yeah. a doctor after this. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Doc Brown. Can you help me out? <laughs> of course, of course. All right, just, no, I don't just know what's get, going on. There's just one of my piss. That, that's what WebMD's for. Doc, why is your finger in my ass? Come on, I'm not 40 yet. <laughs> 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 All right. Part 7 was released May 13th, so Friday the 13th, another one, you know, because that's how you got market bees. Don't be stupid, people. Uh, in 1988. Um, the budget was 2.8 million. It made 19.2 million. It is arguably voted the worst Friday the 13th film out of just about all of them. Uh, this movie takes place. So the beginning of the movie is like a few months after Jason is buried by Tommy. So I looked this up. I was able to do this research. So, because in the in the pre in the prologue, the Jason's in the water. Am I right? Yeah. Right, Doc Brown. You are correct. You are correct. Okay, so this is that that takes place a few months later. But then we jump ten years. So we're in the year two thousand, baby. In the year two thousand. That's an old Conan Brown joke for those old people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Jason is fifty four years old in this dang movie. Like I'm keeping track of this. I, I like how old Jason is, because like people were giving uh, the Halloween franchise so much crap because they're like, 
Michael Myers is like pushing 70 now, you know, <laughs> you know, but he was a beast, which we'll talk about that later. Um, in my opinion, this is the best looking Jason. I agree. Uh, I, I, cause six did have the Batman utility belt for killing. Yeah. But um, this hey, one, get those bright got, yellow gloves. Hey, 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 now. hey, now he was, he was this, working in the garden. Cleaning up, cleaning the house, clean these uh, sex starved teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jason, in my opinion, is the best looking in this one. Uh, this is the first movie with Kane Hodder as Jason. Sure. We're gonna mention was, that if you did, <laughs> my man. I so so funny story when I think I don't know if Finch, no, I don't think Finch was at with me at that Comic Con, but Peter Mayhew, the voice of Chewbacca was at a Steel City Con outside Pittsburgh. And I go there with, you remember Danny Schultz by any chance, Finch? You remember Danny Schultz at all? Uh, you're muted, but anyway. Danny sounds Schultz. familiar. Anyway, he was a friend of mine too. Anyway, so I go to this con to meet Chewbacca and uh, Winston was there from Ghostbusters, basically uh, uh, you know, Trey's biological father. Or Dre's, Dre's biological father. I forgot the joke. Give me, you know, so see me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Margot Kidder was there. Uh, old Lois Lane, she was there. I met her. But I also met Kane Hodder, the guy who plays Jason here. So I meet Peter Mayhew. Dude is a total dick. I mean, he's passed away, rest in peace. But when he was alive, he was a total a-hole. I'm there with my cousin, who's like eight years old. He's like, do the Chewbacca role. Do the roar. And Peter Mayhew was like, like 20 bucks, kid. Do the roar. Yeah, dude. You, you like your whole career is based on <laughs> you know, like, I, oh, I can't do it. You know, I, that's that's <laughs> Bear, hold this guy, he'll do it for free. There you go. <laughs> Just hold this guy, he'll do it for free. No, he won't do it for free. You have to make him a you have to make him a sandwich. A nice ham sandwich, you know. That's what it's about. <laughs> Little honey mustard on there, he'll do it. <laughs> he'll, pr- he'll probably do other things too, um, <laughs> you know, like like clean your house. So <laughs> don't forget if he fixes your car, <laughs> <laughs> tailpipe. Um, <laughs> so uh, Peter Mayhew told Jerk, I walked past uh, Kane Hodder's table, and he didn't have a whole lot of people there. Meet Kane Hodder, Kane was like the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Like he had all these like pentagrams and like devil symbols all over his like hands and stuff, you know, probably worked for Lord Satan, who knows, but he was so nice. Like he took, he took, uh, he took, he did autograph for me. He wrote you're next. I have it somewhere in my house. Um, one of the nicest guys I ever talked to him about horror movies for like a good hour. Cause his, his line wasn't too busy. Because people are all like, you know, Peter Mayhew, you know, well, uh, um, met Winston from Ghostbusters 2. That dude, class act. I wish him all the success. I, I can't, um, my, my mind's blank. Ernie Hudson's, my apologies. Uh, one of the greatest guys. So I rambled. It's my podcast. You know, sue me. Do what so, you want. Do what I want. Hey, speaking so, of your next, are you going to do a review of that as like later down the road? That's, what? A good, that's a good horror movie. You're next. Of oh, the movie, you're next. Yeah, I will. I will. Right. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Never see it. That's oh, pretty good. I, 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 I have spent, about that movie. We we could do an episode. 
see, I don't have any kids, and my wife isn't a horror aficionado. So, so many years I miss stuff because I have no one to see it with. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, things change. So, in this movie, um, it, it like this movie makes no sense to me in a lot of things, which we'll get into. Um, Tina has abusive father in the middle in, in the beginning of this movie. The father's like beating the mom, or no, he's like yelling at her or something. Make me and a sandwich. Make you know, make me that ham sandwich with some with some mustard, yeah, bitch. And she kills her dad with these telekinetic powers. And ten years later, she resurrects Jason, trying to bring back her dad. From the water, like I, I don't know. It's Jason versus Carrie. It's weird. She has this doctor that doesn't want to like help her; just wants to harness her power. So, and and maybe I'm missing something, but was there like a scene, or maybe this was just wishful thinking? Was there a scene when the doctor sees Jason in the woods that the doctor is trying to control Jason, like trying to get Jason to do things, or? I wouldn't or like I wouldn't say he was trying to control him. The only scene I remember briefly is when uh Dr. Cruz and Tina's mother are together looking for Tina. And Dr. Okay. Cruz is pretty much just like, I'm going to sacrifice you so I can live. Um yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Cause cause what would have made this movie interesting Doctor for was me? A <laughs> <laughs> what would have made this movie interesting for me? Is you know, as as a story guy, is if the doctor planned to bring Tina there all along to resurrect Jason and then use Tina and Jason as weapons. Like that could have been interesting. I have a girl with telekinesis, I have a man that can't die. Like that could have been interesting since we don't really care about writing a good story anyway. You know, so so Jason so, meets so, the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine, eat your heart out. You took, you took the joke away from me. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I was going to say, the next thing I was going to say was, you know, he finds finds a dude with ice powers. <laughs> but yeah, you could have had a dang X-Men, you know, you know, put a put friggin' Jason as your Colossus. <laughs> you know, you already have Jean Grey. Um, you know, it's going to meet up with Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. It'd be insane. Machete Claus. Um, so the movie ends, I put that in here by somehow she does resurrect her dad from the water and he's fully clothed. Everything's fine. He's looking good. I mean, not as good as me, but like he, he pulls her, <laughs> pulls it down into the water, pulls Jason down, wraps him in chains, pulls him down. And somehow Jason loses his mask. Jason looks pretty not cool without the mask in this one. Like the makeup job is awesome. Looks creepy. Like it's all weird. And and someone finds Jason's mask, but somehow Jason has it and party like no problem. Like so weird. So that's what I have on part seven. Let's let's break this down. Let's tear it apart and let's not hold anything back. Brandon. All right. So I, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> there it is. Like, 
It, it would have been my lowest rating if I didn't put all the ones that didn't have Jason at the bottom. This one probably would have been at the bottom. Um, like you said, first movie of Kane Hodder, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Jason actors. Um, he looked really great. But this movie, dude, it's just so bad. Like the it may, the plot makes no sense. We just have this random girl with psychic abilities come out of nowhere, and she's crazy. And then you got like the the whole final battle where she's like on the lake, and she's like, "Oh, I hate you! I hate you! I wish you would just die! I wish someone would come and help me!" And then her her dad just magically pops out of the lake. Yeah. Like, oh, I got you, babe. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was just too much. I hated it. <laughs> like who? I mean, the '80s was mostly like everybody just eating cocaine and waffles. But like, pretty much, like what's like, <laughs> like what the hell? I, I, I'm with you, bro. Is, is there like so? The only redeeming quality in your mind is just we got Kane Hodder as we a got Kane Hodder. We got a badass looking Jason. That that's that's all. That's the only winning point for this movie. You didn't like Tina, like trying to make friends, and <laughs> just trying to be know, a normal girl, man. She's trying to be normal. Is, Buying a boyfriend out of nowhere. Is this Barbie? Is this Barbie meets Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Who watches a tasted movie hoping to make friends? <laughs> hey, I don't know. People get lonely. People get lonely. <laughs> uh, all right, Finch. What do you think, buddy? I didn't hate this movie. It's not on the the bottom of my list, you know. I mean, it's lower, but uh, I like the idea of bringing in a chick with like telekinesis. You know what I mean? Like that's, I mean, it it sets the uh, the standard going forward, I guess, for the Jason movies, which you know, to some are controversial and other issues, but um. I don't know. I thought, uh, you know, it, it's like trying to mix those horror genres of like how we got, you know, like you called her Carrie, like Jason versus Carrie. Eventually right. we get Jason versus Freddy. Eventually we get, you know what I mean? So uh, I like that idea. And, you know, the kill that she does to him at the end where she like tries to uh, set the place on fire and stuff, like it made me laugh. So <laughs> it probably shouldn't. Have, that's probably not a plus, like making you laugh. But, uh, I don't know. And there was some good kills in the one where like he like I think he like baits a chick on the tree. Like he like kills somebody. Sleeping bag, man. You got it. That's one of my favorite kills. That's one of my favorite kills. So I mean this movie's not horrible, but it is pretty bad. Or what what about the one when when she like tries to hang Jason from the Salic van? What was up with that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like some of some of the stuff wasn't bad. Like they got creative, you know. So I don't know. But you do know. <laughs> you do know because you watched it. Exactly. I never know. <laughs> you know how you feel, buddy. Just share your feelings. Okay, my feelings is it's not that bad of a movie. There you go. Well, I can't wait to see your ranking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, I will say, um, apparently on the rankings, I totally forgot this movie. Like I mixed up five. I put five as new new. Blood. Yep. And then uh, yeah. blood's awakening. I don't know what you put. Yeah, I, I, I like mixed, I, like, mixed them together. <laughs> and then on my rankings, I literally had like, there's eleven movies. That's it. And I was like, I like, went back through it, and then Brian's like, there's twelve, and I'm like, 
no, there's only 11. And I listed <laughs> them out. And it's because a bunch of them don't have the number. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so when you get to, like, Jason goes to hell, Jason goes, you know, it's like, what's number nine, 10, 11, you know? So. Right. It, yeah, it's. You know, it's, it, you wanted to forget one of them, five or seven, <laughs> you know, and you just, I was just like, pick one, pick which one you want to forget. Um, so Dr. Brown. All right. Our research specialist. <laughs> Personally to me, I don't think this movie is as bad as everyone, you know, claims it to be as um, others. Yes. It, it, it is a unique take, Yo. <laughs> but originally, this movie was supposed to be a Freddy vs. Jason film. This was going to be the first Freddy vs. Jason film. However, Paramount and New Line Cinema, you know, they were trying to work out a deal to get the film going and stuff like that. Um, but New Line Cinema kind of wanted to take more control over, you know, Jason's character. And Paramount was like, no, we don't want that. So um, they kind of scrapped it early. So, I mean, eventually we get that film, but this would have been. Um, that first Freddy vs. Jason film, but obviously, you know, things went well, south. I'm glad this one didn't turn to Freddy vs. Jason because Freddy yep. vs. Jason was pretty good. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but the whole, you know, Jason vs. Carrie thing, um, it was a last minute pitch. Um, a lot of people don't know that either. Um, it's last minute pitch. Um, and the whole reason they went with this pitch was because, um, for one, they were running out of ideas, and two, <laughs> they 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 decided, you know. How cool would it be? Because if we bring Jason back in another film, obviously at this point, let's go ahead and declare it. You know, he's supernatural. He is a zombie. He he is not mortal anymore. Uh, no normal weapons are going to harm this guy. So at this point, it's like, why not get a telekinetic, you know, character, some 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 other character that has special ability? Why not? That'll be a great matchup. Supernatural versus su- supernatural. So. Um, it's an interesting take on the story. Um, it, it has redeeming qualities. For instance, we get the iconic Kane Hodder. Um, you know, he gets the signature walk, the signature movements. Um, the look of Jason is menacing. It's great. I have to agree with you guys. Um, it's it's flawless look. Um, I mean, Jason's even got some blingage, man. He's got that chain around his neck. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's not a bad film. It's, it's not as bad as people claim it to be. There are some redeemable qualities, but Brian, to your point last night, you know, there's a good Jason film and then there's a good story film for these movies. I would say this is probably more of a better Jason film than it is a story film. Um, so, um, you know, like I said, you know, arguably Kane Hodder, the best Jason we've ever seen. Um, Story-wise, it's off the wall. It's unique. You know, it just falls short, unfortunately. So, but overall, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, could it have been better? Absolutely. Um, but you know, I, Brian, I do like your idea of you know getting the doctor to come in and just say like, "Hey, man, I could have two, uh, you know, characters that are just unstoppable." That's, I mean, that could have been a great you know, film, uh, a, a great, you know, storyline, but oh, not, not everybody, not everybody so. can write. Yep. Yeah. Everybody um, has the great creative mind. That is Brian Peters. Now, did you guys know 
that this film had set the record for the longest fire stunt coordinated um, in Hollywood for the time being. Kane Hodder was set on fire for, I think, a total of 40 to 44 seconds. It was the longest uh, stunt that involved someone being on fire in Hollywood history. So they broke that. Kane Hodder was completely gouged in fire. It wasn't it wasn't fake. It was legit. Um, But I mean, it's it's pretty cool. So. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Finch sounded better there. Um, Yeah, I. Wow. So my I mean, my thoughts on this, you know, I I think that that doctor kind of like wanted to manipulate and kind of make weapons. I think that sounds cool. I, I don't think this is the worst one because I am intrigued by, you know, if. If the first four movies is Jason with human ability and Tommy is his antagonist, and then we go into six where Jason is now supernatural to bring in a supernatural element to fight a supernatural element, it can work if you do it right, if you care about what you're writing. And, and you know, I, I even I talk about this in the episodes with the universal monsters like these movie studios when it like and it's and it still works today it's still the same thing today they get this great idea maybe they steal it from a book or they get they get a great writer and he writes the first one and then it's just this was great let's milk it for all it's worth as long as that name's connected to it it doesn't matter what the heck we write you know tyler and i we joke about this all the time that like, if someone could write a movie called Velocipaster, oh get- dear lord, oh we'll- no, I can't believe you just brought that up. We will review that one day. Oh, um, <laughs> but if we, you know, if, if someone could write that and make money off of it, then wh- why the heck can't we make money? Like, come on. <laughs> so, so, and and another thing, uh, another thing that that Tyler said that all that sticks with me talking about horror movies. As Tyler was like, Tyler said that horror movies always start out with horror. Like they always start out scary and good and stuff. It, you know, usually with the franchises, but eventually that horror almost has to change to comedy. Almost has to. Like, I, I think only the conjuring might be successful in this to keep it horror. To keep it really strict horror, to my knowledge. Well, I agree. But everything else, like, as a comedy side, and I don't know why. I don't know really why it started. I mean, it, it definitely started in the 30s uh, with Universal Monsters. Because, like, for like in my Mummy episode, I mentioned Boris Karloff's Mummy. That movie is pretty much essentially straight horror, essentially. But the sequel, they had a lot of humor. And... I don't know. That's a thesis I could write on myself, but I don't think this movie is horrible. I, it's 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 bad in a lot of aspects. But Kane Hodder totally the saving grace. So, uh, moving on here to a very controversial Jason movie. Not the most controversial, but uh, but this one this one sticks with people. So, part eight: Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, in my mind, is the in my mind, 
it's the most iconic Jason film because I was three years old uh, when I was barely three, but like Batman was coming out. So I remember being a kid, like seeing the Batman images of the summer, but I remember these images of Jason and, and like the, I love New York sign. And like, I remember growing up with that, like, and having that imagery in my head. So, you know, and, and, and growing up, New York was, was where everything happened. And still in my mind, I, I would love to live outside of New York because that, that's where all the crap happens. You know, I never been to LA, you know, I will one day and visit Finch, you know, out, out in California, even though he's near San Francisco, um, you know, one day, but the concept of a killer, Jason Loss in New York is an amazing concept. Like sign me up like this, is something awesome. And they took that idea and put it into Scream 6. Scream 6 was awesome. You know, the idea of let's take him out of the lake. Everybody seen him in the lake, knows how he is. But in New York, New York people don't give a crap. You know, he could go in there and just go slash everybody up and people will just eat their pizza and be like, oh, it's Friday. You know, <laughs> you know, no one cares. So I remember this the most. This came out July 28th, 1989. The budget was $5.1 million and made $14.3 million. This movie, this movie takes place uh, in the timeline in 2002. So even this movie came out in 1989. If yet, if you're going through the time, because because this takes place just a few months after the end of Seven, and if Seven started in 1990 with Jason still in the pool after Tommy, you know, buried him, and we get that 10 year time jump. From ninety to to, to two thousand, because of the ten years or two thousand one, this is in two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I looked it up. Jason's fifty six years old here. This is like a year after the end of seven. I apologize. It's, just, it's almost like right after. Uh, the whole movie takes place on a boat. You only get Manhattan in the last forty minutes. You you get Jason knocking over a boombox. That's a funny scene. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that scene. Uh, but overall, this movie this movie's pretty pretty dang bad. So Brandon, like the good, the bad, the ugly, hit hit me. Jason takes Manhattan. Go. So Jason takes Manhattan. In my opinion, was a really good Jason movie. Story wise, makes no damn sense. Because uh, the movie starts, you got Jason in the bottom of the lake. Now he's all chained up the way Jason, the way uh, Tommy left him. So it makes you think. So what happened? Did well, you got to remember at the end of Seven, uh, Tina's dad put him back in chains. But at he the puts end. him back in the exact same spot, chained up the exact not same. The, not the exact same yes, spot. No, it's yes, not, it was okay. Uh, Maybe just a little, yeah, just, yeah, just, just, yeah. just, just, just a couple inches, okay. yeah, a couple frames to the left, okay. To the yeah. left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of my it's one it's it's in my top five. I I love this Jason movie. It's like I said, it's a Jason movie. Um, that you, New York image imagery probably did yeah, you got the New York. I mean. I, I I love the scene with the one kid who's freaking boxing Jason on the top of the <laughs> top of the building. Like that, that was that was a good scene. Uh, then you got the you got the boombox scene that was really funny. 
Um, the funniest part of that scene, Brandon, is when the kids want to fight him over that boombox. Yeah. And he lift up his mask and they're like, oh, it's all good, what man. And Jason just turns around like, I'm walking here. No, he lifts up the mask and he lifts up his mask and they're like, Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> that, that was good. Um, I'm walking here. Then, then there was that one weird scene with the with the ninja turtle ooze. <laughs> you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean it, it was good. it had a weird ending. It, the the ending didn't make sense. Like Oh yeah, that, that was rough. Jason chases him down into the sewers and he's about to kill him, and then all of a sudden like the sewer flood opens up and rushes all this water on him, and then after it like drains out, you just got got Jason laying there as a kid. Just just didn't make sense to me. And then they just crawl out of the sewer and they go home. So my question is, how the hell does Jason get back to Crystal Lake for the next movie? <laughs> That's my big Bingo. question. Hey, yeah, yeah, preach. I'm with you. But We're not going to talk about how he gets back and he's a full-grown adult again? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, he turns back to that one. Oh, we are. They just we leave are. him in the sewer. We are. Um, all right, Finch. Um. Yeah, this movie is ranked kind of low on my list, I think. Um, I mean, it's it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, filmed in Vancouver, <laughs> stuck on a boat for 98% of the movie. Yep. Um, it's got a lot of problems. But the idea is there. The idea is great. Um, you know, Jason in New York, that, that sounds like it'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like the... Sounds like the, it, but it doesn't look like it. You know, the black dude on the roof trying to box Jason, you know, and he's, he's <laughs> working. He's giving it our work, but Jason just like <laughs> boom, knocks his head right off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I like the kill on the. He did not right? go to the Buster Rhymes School of, of Martial of Arts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the um, I like the kill with the guitar. Um, some of the kills on the boat are actually pretty cool, um, but you know, this movie is very misleading. I'll we'll say that. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, anything else, my man? All no, right. That's it. What are you munching on? Pretzels, man. Pretzels. Pretzels. Beer and pizza. Night two. Pretzels and beer. <laughs> man. I just need to come to your house to eat snacks. <laughs> All right. Dr. Brown, lay it on us. Well... Again, this is one of those films that's yeah, down yeah. With the supernatural. So, you know, they're trying to change up the formula, you know. I mean, they're they're staying with the supernatural. Um, but, you know, there are some redeemable moments in this film, just like the last one. You know, a lot of the kills are good. Um, you know, again, we have Kane Hodder reprising his role. Um, so we get the original, you know, we finally, you know, get the movement of Jason that people love. Um, one thing I will nitpick about this, uh, Brian, I know you're keeping track of his age and stuff like this. Um, but at this point, does it matter? I mean, he's a full blown zombie. I mean, age means nothing at this point for this guy. He is undead. And on top of that, with him, with him being undead, I don't like, this is the only nitpick I have about Jason in this film. Why does he breathe so heavily? You are a walking corpse. Why are you breathing so heavily, man? You should just be just 
Maybe you know, freaking asthma, you a hole. Asthma. And this, this is where his age right does matter, man. The dude, the dude has been dead for a while, but the dude is fifty-six catching his years old. He's catching his breath. Fifty-six years old, bro. <laughs> um, he does a lot of walking in that movie, bro. Yeah, he's probably walking point, all around man. New York. Fair point. Fair and, point. And, maybe, and, maybe he gets seasick. That's why he's breathing so hard. Finally, he gets. His, he's getting on the land. He's like, oh, oh. Maybe he's like, I left Crystal Lake, bro. <laughs> he's fifty six. He's got, I mean, he's got sides, sides, sides of his body just like disappearing, bones mm-hmm. showing. You know, he's got freaking half his face is, yep. is is gone. He got you know a mache in the jugular years ago. Yep. <laughs> um, he's fifty six years old, and he's a freaking virgin. Yeah, dude. this is true. This is true. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot going. There's a lot going through his mind. It's it's tough. But he's remember from la, from la, uh, from last episode, Jason's out here doing God's work. All right, guys. So he, he's, <laughs> right. he's, he's got to stay. He's got to continue to be the saint. Right. So he's um, like, if I got if I got to live a blue ball, so do you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but I I think like again, you know, there's redeemable qualities to this film. I do wish that New York would have let Paramount keep the uh, original marketing campaign for this film because the original marketing was they were making T-shirts with the, you know, the classic I love New York with the heart and all that stuff. (laughs) Well, when they were doing this, it was the, you know, Jason loves New York, you know, and then the city of New York actually frowned upon that and began to file a lawsuit against Paramount. And then Paramount was like, all right, we're done. You know, that marketing's gone. So it, it's pulled. Um, that does suck. The whole boxing scene on the rooftop. Originally that was, uh, that was scripted to be in Madison square garden, but again, couldn't afford it. Cause they wanted so much freaking money. Like, come on, New York, man, this is ridiculous. Um, it's, I don't it's, think it would have worked out though. What's I mean, that? I, mean, I don't think it would have worked out though. Not I mean, story, story, well, that's the thing. I mean, you see a lot of scenes where he's just walking down the streets of New York and nobody pays a bit of attention. He goes through a diner for crying out loud and nobody bats an eye. It's just like, oh, there's a walking corpse, but this is New York. You know it, what? You know, you see all kinds of crazy forget things. about it. Yeah, forget <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> I'm walking in. <laughs> um, but it's a sign box, Jason. It's <laughs> a fucking Man, sign this box. guy stinks. <laughs> um, but the ending, again, like you guys are talking about that ending, so, so weird. Like, why? It doesn't make sense. Um, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I will say this. I would prefer this script over the original scripts that were being wrote up for this sequel. Because, Brandon, I'm going to give you the bad news here. This film was going to be a direct sequel to Part 7. They were going to bring Tina's character back. Um, they were going to bring her back. To Why would it have been so bad if they kept her, though? Well, uh, here's, I think one of the main problems with 7 was that she was a throwaway character. Eh, yeah, but, but here's the issue, though. I mean, the way they wrote her up originally for the sequel was that, you know, she's a nut job. You know, she's in a, in a sane asylum. He's right. And, and then they're saying, they're saying, that probably oh, could have worked. They're both well, they're, right. well, get get this. They're saying in the next film that she would have been a psychologist, and then Nick, the uh, the boyfriend, uh, in a sense for her, he would have been the new killer. 
So then at this point, they were kind of cutting Jason out, and it was like, uh, here we go with mm-hmm. part five all over again. Yeah, here pretty much, pretty part. much. Man, but this script stinks. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm yeah, glad that <laughs> I'm glad that we got this film rather than the scripts they had been discussing. But again, it's it's not a high ranked one for me. Um, but hey, we could have gotten a lot worse. Boy, what which, you see my ranking exactly? <laughs> we could have gotten a lot worse, like the future films we're about to discuss. So, okay. Um, all I have to say about this movie is um, this movie is a lot. This false advertising, you know, we, we mm-hmm. wanted to take Manhattan. Uh, he 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 didn't even take it to dinner. Like he didn't even get flowers. <laughs> you know, he didn't take nothing. Uh, he's you know he's still a virgin, so he didn't you know he didn't take her. He got um, a nice stroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think I think what hurts this movie, what hurts this movie so much, is these images of Jason as a child, and and like there's no consistency on who's seeing these images, why they're seeing these images, like what the heck's going on here. So like if they would have, I I almost was I almost think that they had that idea because of Tina as they were going to have her back because with her psychic abilities, like that's why people are seeing images of Jason as a kid. It, it just, it didn't make sense. And each time Jason looked different, it didn't work. He, it looked stupid. And then, and then when this, uh, I forget her name, whenever, who, who gives a crap, the redhead that's in, <laughs> that's, that's in there. Uh, for she, <laughs> she almost gets freaking raped. And these dudes like inject her with like meth. Oh, you're talking about like, Rennie. I think it was her name. Rennie. Yeah. Rennie, you know, whip. You know, uh, you know, Rennie down my leg, whatever. Um, <laughs> the, not uh, a good joke. You just said she almost got raped. <laughs> like, well, I mean, she almost, she, yeah, I mean, that's what was they, happening. They were going to rape her and they inject her with drugs and stuff. Um, you know, Jason saved her. So, you know, welcome. But then Jason wanted to kill her, whatever. But if she would have saw these images, you know, after getting the drugs, it would have been weird. And the way the movie ends with the toxic waste and like then Jason's child again, and I guess it was a vision that they saw. Like Jason wasn't really turned into a child, but it's just what they saw. But what bothers me is the dude apparently sees it too. Like it's oh, they, they that, both do at the on the ladder. Which yeah, is they like, all see. Does he yep. turn to a kid because of toxic waste? It's just a stupid ending. It's bad. And uh, we're going to move on to one of the greatest films of our time. So that is uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> the, the kill count for Jason 7 was... You want our guesses or are you just telling us? Uh, I thought I had my notes here. Um, uh, oh, no, here it is. So Jason, Jason the New Blood had 15 kills. I was off by one darn. Uh, anybody want anybody want to guess what uh, Take Manhattan had? Forty two. It had many. It didn't have many. Forty two. Probably like forty two. Uh, well, 20. here's here's why I say forty two. There are a lot of kids on that boat. We don't know if that boy uh, if that boat explodes or sinks. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, they're jumping ships, so it's uh, yeah, it did explode. So I mean, there was a lot of people left on that boat. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Um uh they say seventeen. Um seventeen, jeez. Yes. 
Uh, Friday, uh, maybe we didn't have this. Friday the 13th, part six, had 18 kills. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we talked about that. Um, a new kills beginning. are going up. And up. Uh, part five, I don't think we said it either. Part five had 19. Really? I thought it was, I've, I thought it was 22. Nope. I'll be darned. And, um, I'm surprised. With that, you might be surprised who had number one spot in kills, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I missed my note there. Um, okay, so the next movie, The Final Friday. The first movie with New Line Cinema taking over, but it's The Final Friday. Like, way to get a deal. Hey, we're just going to end them right here. But it, uh, it's Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Um. <clears throat> so much to say about this movie. So much to say. Uh, this movie takes place in 2003. All of a sudden, Jason has a sister. Not only has a sister, he has a uh, a niece. All of a sudden, he's adult again. I think he kind of looks cool. Kind of. Hated it. Kinda. He's a very buff. Like He looked like he'd been hitting the weights. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's very beefy. I mean, he's <clears throat> playing uh, that opening scene is kind of solid, um, kind of. But then they shoot him to crap. FBI! Like, it's so over the top. This movie accepts what it is. It's so over the top. It's so campy. It's so weird. Uh, Jason somehow becomes a deadite. He has some weird parasite in him. Uh, uh, it's the first new line cinema film, and it is trash. Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> and not to mention the Jason, like his his costume was ugly, dude. Like, did, did you guys see how ugly he was? Like his his mask was he, he barely had a mask. It was, like, it was so swollen. It was like, his, like fused to his face. Like this Jason was ugly. Yeah, like his hair returned. <laughs> yeah, and then like yeah, the, yeah right. right. The hair going down his back. Gross, dude. He, al- he almost made me think of like a great value brand Bane that's gone wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, he-, <laughs> he had to be hurting on my Bane. I mean, he's <laughs> buff, dude. Like he's too buff, and then it's just. Uh. Can, you, can you save the Bane trash talk for the Spider-Man versus Batman? Okay, okay, dude. Look at that face. Look at that beautiful face without the mask. That is fan art. That is not his face. No. And no, it doesn't. Brandon, Once Brandon, again, Brandon. the fan art, man. Brandon just from the movie. Brandon kills me. He's just like, he's like, hey guys, look at this authentic picture of, of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a fan, it's a fan art <laughs> that a freaking kid did. <laughs> like, hey, it looks good though. I, I gotta give credit. Holy guys, guys, I got the real deal. I got the real deal. It's an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> like he this guy, You're this guy. guy. You killed me. This this movie was not my favorite. Um, I actually this is actually on my list also. Um, this one, this one only has Jason in it for like a total of like fifteen minutes. The actual Jason, yeah, Yeah. like actual Jason. We get like fifteen minutes, and then out of nowhere, this guy just like he 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 gets the urge to pick up his brain and just chow down. Like that, that, yeah, that was hard. weird for me. His heart. No, it, it oh hard. yeah, it was his heart. He's like, he's like, yo, that's a tasty heart. 
That is... <laughs> he just picks up the heart and starts eating it. It's and calling then, to like, him, man. That and is then he just keeps going, and it's stupid. I didn't, I didn't like... Um, I didn't like that he just randomly had a sister out of nowhere. Like, we have no mention of family after Pamela in the entire series. And then here comes the one and only, like the chosen one to stop Jason once and for all. It's just stupid. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? The only saving grace was that really cool, that really cool part at the end. When Jason gets dragged down into hell, and all that's left is his mask. And then Do you know who, I was going to say, there you go. Don't forget that, it. That was my favorite part of the entire movie. That was it. That movie sucked. Figgity <laughs> uh, Finch. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, so, um, my notes, I have, I like the dead eye idea. I like the evil transfer aspect. I know you're talking about him chowing on the heart. Uh, I like that idea. I've, I've, I think I've mentioned it before. I always liked that, you know, and Halloween kills tried it. Uh, they didn't execute it properly. We'll get into that in another thing. <laughs> sure and I, like, I like that aspect of, like, evil lives on or evil continues, you know, or, you know what I mean? So I like that. Um, and I like that bounty hunter dude. Uh, he's pretty, it's kind of cool. They introduced baby. Yeah. They introduced the idea of somebody who thinks that they could take on Jason, but also, you know, has like a history and knowledge of Jason, um, you know, and is able to tell people like, Hey, like you can only kill him this way or you can't kill him. You gotta do, you know what I mean? Like somebody who was able to educate people and, Help him survive against Jason or whatever. I don't know. Um, he was also, a cool character. Okay. What's up? Like, I say he was a cool character, but then again, they, they throw him away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Why did they bring him back from Freddy versus Jason? Like, why was he the guy that helped them uh, figure out how to stop Freddy and kill Jason? They come up with these cool characters and then just throw them away. Didn't he get killed? <laughs> like, yeah, he, he, he gets he gets murdered towards the end of the film. It's like, kind of hard to bring back a dead person unless you're Jason. Jason comes back. <laughs> Clearly, death doesn't matter in this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they definitely ripped off like Halloween, trying to introduce a family aspect of someone who who's the only one that can take him out with a specific knife. And I don't know. I I know that there's a comic of like Ash versus Jason versus versus Freddy. Freddy? Uh, yeah. I feel like that turned into a movie would be pretty sick, but. And that's it for me. Go ahead. All right, Dr. Brown. So this everything there is to know. (laughs) This film to me, um, you know, looking back on it, um, it it (sighs) rethinking it now, now that Dre's brought it to my attention, um, story, there is potential. There was potential. Now, in my eyes, the the reason I think there was potential was because, yeah, let's face it, they're ripping off a little bit of Halloween. Let's say, hey, let's bring in a family. You know, let's let's get this tied in. Here's where I think it would have been interesting. The sister part is fine with me, but let's in my mind how I would look at it. Let's make her a half sister because let's face it, we still don't know anything about Elias. 
Um, was there all, any clarification whether she was a real sis, official sister or a half sister? I don't think we okay, ever so. had any clarification. Um, yeah. So, but you know, we I I like the idea of bringing in family, but I would have rather had Elias for he's in it. She's the half sister. Okay, awesome. Her so mother was Kimball. Who was it? Since her mother just says. Diana Kimball was Jason Voorhees' half-sister and the mother of Jessica Kimball. Diana, a longtime employee at Joey B's Diner, was killed by her own half-brother in 1993 before her corpse was used to give her new life to this body. I gotcha. Um, but, I mean, I think it would have been a neat idea. Like I said, if they would have brought Elias in, we, we don't know anything about him. All we know is that, you know, apparently from comic novels and stories and stuff like that, that he is just a man of pure evil. Um, so it would have been nice to have, you know, Papa Voorhees in this, um, in my opinion. Um, I do like the idea of, you know, evil moving on and carrying out, whether it's through Jason Voorhees or to the next person. But in the end, it's Jason Voorhees because, I mean, it's it's he's pure evil. He is the son of evil, in a sense, because of Elias. Um, but I, I think it would have been good. Um, but overall, the way they did it, um, you know, it, it just it. Let's face it. It doesn't even come co- close to falling short. It, it didn't even lift off the ground. Um, it just for me, it's not a good one. Um, you know, again, potential. But just didn't didn't do anything for me. The only redeemable thing for this uh, film, in my opinion, Brandon's already said it, the ending. You know, we finally see the mashup that people have been wanting. You know, we're finally getting a glimpse of it's happening. We don't know when, but we know it's going to happen. So, you know, um, the Freddy and Jason matchup is going to happen. So um, that is the only redeemable quality, in my opinion, of this film. Um with the exception of Creighton Duke as well. So, I mean, he's, he's cool. Let's face it. I mean, he's a bounty hunter and he's just like, I'm, I'm going to do it all, man. In the end meets his demise. Hey, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Brian, but does anybody else's brain, like when people are talking just automatically meme. So when he said, yep, you yep. know, I immediately think mermaid man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evil. We we gotta get a sound a sound. Oh, he cut out. Yeah, gotta get some clips, man. Yeah, some, some just to throw them in every once in a while. I don't know. My brain just automatically just starts <laughs> No, I think that only happens to psychopaths. Okay, whoa, so, whoa, whoa! Your, your midlife crisis coming up once once again. I disavow any knowledge of uh, the anchor that is in Time stamp it. Time stamp it. Well, my first kill might be in, um, in Ohio. Hey, yo. Yeah. Looking at the first one right there. All right, no, time to no. go. No, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got some people for you. Take a trip to Virginia. Get a yeah. <laughs> I'll come back uh, later. <laughs> what'd you say, Brandon? I was making a joke. What'd you say? He said he he says first kill is going to be in Ohio. I said okay, I'll take a trip to Virginia for a weekend. Hey, <laughs> no, no, man, you, your PTO's used to play Spider Man, so um, 
um, I think there are good things in this movie. I think there are. Um, I think Duke is a worthy adversary. Absolutely. I love the idea of a bounty hunter, like kind of like the other side of the coin of Jason. Like Jason just hunts people and kills them. Clayton hunts them because they did kill people or whatever. Like I like, I think Clayton is a fantastic, fantastic new protagonist. I really do. I think there's so much potential. He, he, I mean, he, he, to me, he's like an older Jure. You know, like he's 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 got smooth he's he's smooth he's got style. You know, he's got a swagger to him. He can whoop your ass. Careful, you know, don't break your fingers. <laughs> exactly. Um, that scene where that scene with his with that with that douchebag letting uh, Duke <laughs> break his fingers. That was a cool scene. I, I I like that arrogance of him, like trying to test the dude. Um, the transfer of evil thing. <laughs> like the other thing about this movie is there's aspects in this movie. I almost feel like you needed another movie. You needed another movie before this to establish the mythology of what the hell this dagger is that Jason has a sister that Jason has a niece, even that Clayton Duke wants to track him down, you know, to get Clay. Uh, is his first name Clayton? Did I say that right? Clayton. Uh, whatever Duke that Duke, wants to take him down. You establish the mythology that Jason can transfer into another body. Like you need to establish all this mytholo- mythology, but they jam it all in this. They want to make Jason a deadite. We I mean we get this crazy scene where this like demon comes out of like the Jason's fake body and crawling around the ground. Uh Trey is playing with his dog here. It's like such a distraction because I love doggies. Um <laughs> but uh Finn says hello. Speaking of memes <laughs> popping into your head when his dog popped up, all I could think was uh, of that one meme where it's like Mike. Yeah, Tyson. yeah there we go. There's the memes. Kiss. <laughs> uh, um, uh, with uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's like now Kiff. Just a happy dog. Just a happy dog. All right, so um, I feel like there's so much mythology the jam pack in this. And it doesn't work because there's no established mythology. There's no story here that I feel like you're missing so much. And Jason being dragged down to hell, that's the best part uh, to move on to something new. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, it's so much. It, it, they, they know what they're doing. It's like they, they were trying to do so much. And it's like, let's, let's just hit this out of the park. Let's throw darts whatever it's 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 stupid <laughs> so um now now we're going on to some good good uh good good good, good old jason okay flicks. so what's that time for the good old jason clicks so next so next next uh in release order what's the kill count bro uh i i don't i don't have it uh, I had a 24. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Price is right Jason, Jason Goes to Hell has the highest kill count with, 20, with 25. I see it says 24, <laughs> but then it says there's like three non-counted deaths. 
Yep, that's what I found. We're looking at the same place. Okay, the total kill count between all Friday the 13th movies. Uh, yeah, with Jason. Oh, well, we'll get that in a second. Um, but yeah, kill count with that was about 20, 25. Um, okay, so chronologically, like release order, Jason 10 does come before this, uh, the Freddy versus Jason, but chronologically, Freddy versus Jason, it happens just a couple weeks later, and we're in, you know, 2003, whatever. Messing so, up Freddy the timeline again. Messing with the timeline. Freddy vs. Jason was released August 15, 2003, and that is the last of my notes that I can put together before these movies came out. So <laughs> let me delete this dab here so that I'm not lost here. Um, yeah, Jason, yeah, Freddy vs. Jason came out August 15, 2003, and it's, let me see, yeah. Uh, it budget was thirty million. It made one hundred sixteen point six million. I think it was the highest grossing one that they made. Uh, so before this movie came out, I had I went I, I watched all the uh, Freddy movies before that. So Freddy was kind of fresh in my mind of where he's going there because you know you get the you know, franchise, you get a crossover. What are we skipping, Jason X? No, that we're talking that next. Chronologically, chronolo- I'm a chronological thinker. Where yeah. you been? <laughs> Freddy versus Jason takes place like right after Jason goes to hell. The oh, movie okay. starts out like Freddy pulls him down, like yeah. And Jason Ten is not canon, so. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, it, I mean, yeah. it happens right after, so I'm just you know moving along into it. It makes sense that J- Freddy versus Jason is next. Can we clarify which one is Ten? Jason X. Jason X. No, no, no. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, for the listeners, maybe. X going to give it to you. The 10th, the 10th movie in chronological order is Frey vs. Jason. The 10th movie release order is Jason X. The X for 10. And it did, um, but storyline, it's just, it's totally somewhere else. So Frey vs. Jason, the whole plot of this movie, it, I mean, it has, this is where basically a lot of CW people start showing up uh, from CW shows. Uh, you have Kate Cassidy who plays uh, Black Canary, uh, Laurel uh, from from uh, Arrow, is your main character in this movie. Well, for a little bit, she's she's in there a little bit. You have Kelly Rowland; she's uh, looking for Nelly. Yeah, Kate Cassidy's in this movie, man, <laughs> for a little bit, for a good well, good chunk of the first half. You got uh, I gotta relook at this. I don't think so. Kate Cassidy, bro. Yes, she is. What's her what? Who did who what who does she play? She plays the blonde chick that eventually dies. She's like your main character. But then I they Monica Kina as Lori Campbell. Wait, is Kate Ca- or maybe is Kate is Kate Cassie in maybe I'm messing this up. Is Kate Cassie in the Nightmare on Elm Street? Probably. I screw up, guys. I make mistakes. I don't have my. I, I I didn't put my notes. Are you talking about the remake, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I guess I guess I that's what I threw up in my head. I'm sorry. So, Frey versus Jason franchise, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frey versus Jason. Um, the whole plot is that people are forgetting Freddy, 
So Freddy, Freddy cannot enter the real world. So somehow he has the ability to resurrect Jason from the dead, even though he can't resurrect himself from the dead. That didn't make sense. But but he it does make sense though. It does make sense. Why? Freddy Freddy didn't have the strength. All he had to do was kickstart Jason's heart versus using his own powers to bring himself back. Because Jason's an immortal being. So all he had to do was kickstart Jason's heart for Jason to come back. Brand just go. Are you giving are you giving a shout out to Motley Crew? Kinda, pretty much, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Jason is just go into it. So Jason is an undead being. We've seen him come back from a lot from a lot less. So yeah, it, it makes sense that Freddy's able to kickstart Jason's heart and causes Jason to come back to life. And he, he makes him believe that he's his mom, because that's what Freddy does. Freddy Freddy messes with your head. So, you know, we got that whole opening scene where Jason's having a dream and Freddy pretends to be his mom and he's like, You gotta you gotta go to Elm Street. The people have been very naughty on Elm Street. So he kickstarts Jason's heart. Jason goes to Elm Street and Jason starts doing what he does. He starts killing people. Well, that's enough to strike fear into the people of Elm Street because you, you got you got some random guy going around killing people. They're automatically going to think, "Holy crap, Freddy Krueger's back! This is this is insane. Freddy's back!" And that's enough to bring to give Freddy his powers. And he he he, he mentions it plenty of times in the movie, like that one kill, one that really cool kill where the kid's like dreaming and he's in the street. And Freddy's standing at the end of the street and like his shadow comes up. He's like, yeah. Flash around. That really cool dream. And the guy's like, oh crap, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It didn't hurt. And Freddy's like, oh, I'm not strong enough yet. You know? <laughs> so Freddy feeds off fear. And that's what Jason's doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is, this is like one of my favorite movies. I was gonna um, say, man, this guy is passionate about this movie. I, I, uh, Freddy versus Jason is like one of my absolute random. favorite movies. It's got my two favorite slashers in it. Like, I, I'm I was upset that Kane Hodder wasn't the Jason for this movie, but the guy that they got to play him did a really good job. This is like my favorite Jason design. It's he's got the iconic hockey mask. He he's got they they upgraded him. He's not in his jumpsuit anymore. He's wearing that. That black grungy jacket with the ripped up shirt looks real cool. He's looking great. He Jason looked really great. They brought Freddy back. We He's got, got the drip. Is Freddy. He, he he we got we got it. We got everything we could love. And I mean, there were some really great. There were some really great scenes. There was the Fred and Freddy did have a lot of a lot of the better kills though. You guys remember the the, the, the top pinball? villain? Yeah, top villain, dude. Remember the pinball scene? I loved that. He's like, yeah. oh, you got to get rid of the bag. He's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that, that movie had a lot of great kills. Um, and then finally we get to the end when when Jason's back at Camp Crystal Lake and she realizes that how she's going to get Freddy into the real world. And those two are in that burning cabin and they lock eyes for the very first time. You just see Freddy's face. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, where it's about to be bad. You should just see the fear in his eyes. And it was great. What did I do? What did I awake? Yeah, he's like, he's like, what did I do? I clearly, I clearly missed this guy off. 
And Taste is just ready, dude. This was this is one of my favorite movies. Love it. So, so Love Brandon, it. Brandon, so real quick. Oh, go ahead. What's bad about it? Bad? Um, honestly, Nothing. there wasn't much. There wasn't much I could say bad about this movie, dude. Like that's, that's a some of the graphics don't hold up as well. You know. Now. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to give it credit. It came out two thousand three, but I mean, it's still really good movie in my opinion. So Brandon, right. going back to Kane Hodder. He wanted to come back, but the director, Ronnie Yu, when he stepped in the director's chair, he pretty much, un, not quoted, but he pretty much said Kane Hodder was not the menacing size to be Jason. So Kane Hodder had no idea why he wasn't casted. But um, it's been you know rumored that the director, Ronnie Yu, was not, he didn't think Kane Hodder was built for the role. He said he was too too small, um, even though Kane Hodder was six foot two. Um, and Ken uh, Ken Kurzinger, who played Jason, was six foot five. So not much of a difference. But anyway, right. stupid. Judge Dre, lay it on me. Uh, for me, this movie it it hits me in the nostalgia feels. You know, I I really enjoyed this movie too. Uh, hold on, let me see my notes. They uh, did we uh, see this movie together? I want, think, sure. I, want we, I want to think we did. I want to think we did. I feel like we might have. I mean, 2003? That was, we were in, what, 10th grade? Uh, yeah. Um, let me see what I have. Uh, nostalgia, the sleeping bag scene. Oh, the shit. Sorry, that's where I went. Uh, nostalgia, Freddy, when he says, <laughs> when he's very, he's very racist. Um he says, well, you can oh, say it. it's okay because you're the one saying it. He says, mm, <laughs> "Dark meat." <laughs> and then I seen um, was it Kumar Nanjiani? Like he talks about it in one of his standups. Like he's like, "Oh, Freddie killing kids? We're fine with it. Freddie being racist? Wow." <laughs> so, um, but you know, that's one of my that's one of my favorite things. Um, Jason has some really good kills in this one. Um, I, I love when he just like splits the bed, like it just like crushes. Yeah, that was dude, wild. Right, right in the intro. Um, uh, yeah, man, just that whole aspect of like our childhoods coming together. This is why I know a lot of people hate Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it's maybe not the greatest movie, but seeing my two, some of my favorite superheroes interact on screen. You know what I mean, and and getting to see two big ass, badass slasher dudes come together, you know, is like supposed to be a team up, but then they obviously fight. I don't know, man. I just, I really, I really enjoy this movie. Um, like I said, some of the graphics don't hold up so well. Like Freddy becoming a giant like worm or something like that. That part uh, was like fun, a slug. <laughs> it's funny because the dude that wears the bong, kids. He's just getting eyes like what? But the CGI is kind of bad. I mean, the CGI is not as bad though as Jason X. Jason X's CGI is horrible. But um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, and yeah, I really like this movie. Um, there's clearly a lot of uh, people that we know, like they grew up and became like better actors and stuff. Like the, yeah. the, the cop sheriff dude, you know? So yeah, that, that um, movie had a really good cast. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Dr. Brown. 
what to say about Freddy versus Jason. What to say. For me, I think it's... We have to work tomorrow. So <laughs> yep. Um, for me, I yeah, think... I'll go back to the future like you can, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I, I think it solidifies um, the slasher genre even more back in 2003. How many films did we get where we get two iconic slashers meet and team up a little bit and then have a final brawl? You know, there wasn't really a whole lot of films that did that before. And then this kind of set the tone for, you know, future films and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to be short with it. I think it was a great film. I think the story was pretty good. Um, it blows my mind that when this movie was being produced of how many scripts they had received um, for this film. Um, there were so many. Um because people just wanted it. I mean, people just wanted their, you know, their script to be a lot of in it. Yep. Um, but I think it's a great film. You know, um, I really have no complaints other than, um, you know, we didn't get a sequel and we really don't get a clear, we really don't get a clear, we, uh, a winner, you know, no, um, the director, Ronnie, <laughs> the, the director, Ronnie, you, however, has been quoted to say that Freddie has won because in his eyes, he says that, you know, when the camera pans over of Jason coming out of the lake of, uh, out of crystal Lake and holding Freddie's head. And when Freddie winks, Ronnie, you has been quoted to say, well, Freddie won because it's a dream. He's in the dream world. He's tormenting Jason into believing that he won. And it's like, eh, yeah. I mean, obviously, fans are going to be torn. Freddy fans are going to stay. Winks at the end. I get it. Yep. I, I get it. Yeah, he does wink at the end. Yep. But but Freddy fans, they're going to say he won. And Jason fans are going to say he won. But let's face it, I don't think we really did get a clear winner. Well, um, we definitely did a clear winner. That, that kind of did disappoint me. Um, I am going to be biased. I really wish you know Jason would have had the ultimate victory. Um but I, I thought it was a good film. Really, no complaints about it. Um, Dre, uh, you do make a great point. It doesn't hold up very well today um, compared to you know special effects and stuff like that. Um, but wasn't a bad film. Yeah. Um, I I don't know why the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and this is blurred in my head for some reason. Um, because the Nightmare on Elm Street remake kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, but that's that's a whole other story. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to put it in my head. Monka Kina. Mon, yeah, Monka Kina. Yes. Cutie Patootie. Yeah, Monka Kina was the key, the main person in this one. Uh, something like, like Freddie killed her mom. I'm trying, I'm trying to bring it in yes, my head. Yes, yes. I, I apologize. Um this movie, I I I love this one. I rank this one very high. Um, I like kind of like Finch said the the you know two different franchises meeting together, and the story's good. Yeah, they told oh, a whole good story. I, I, I it's really good. Like the whole the whole you know Frey doesn't want to be forgotten because he loses his power. You know Frey not being strong enough. Jason killing people for him. Jason, you know, going into Jason being able to be manipulated. You get a solid story with the characters. 
and and growth like like why does you know Frank want to attack us? Who is this Freddy guy? Trying to remember him. Um, the I the the scenes were like. Freddy's kind of like getting in people's minds again. Um, like they're, they're, you know, and Kelly Rowan looks pretty dang, pretty dang good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, this movie, like it's just, it's just had a good solid story. Uh, I, I would lo- like this, this, this is a way to do it for, you know, you have this, very low, low. You have this high, high in part four, and you got a very low, low in part five, and then you got, and then six is like, okay, Jason is a zombie. Okay, that's <laughs> work. And then we get another low in seven. We get a very low in eight. We get a what the f is going on in nine, <laughs> and then we get, you know, and then we get Jason ten, and we just decide to ship him to space, which we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Freddy versus Jason was just, whew, yeah, just oh, really good, and uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely one of the highest ones. And I, I if you're gonna watch any Jason movie, I you it, you gotta watch one. You gotta watch this one. You have to. It's I, like I, it breathed it breathed life into the franchise a little bit. It makes it so yeah. fun. Like it knows exactly what it's doing. Like it's campy. But the kills are good. That dude just sitting on the front porch and like just get just getting killed with his dad. Like there's just there's it's just good stuff and it. it's fun. And uh, I think why I remember well, it was like a few months after my first serious girlfriend broke up with me. So I just wanted to see chicks die. So <laughs> Jason out here doing God's work. <laughs> doing God's work. Oh my God. Jason. Jason. Can we but, talk about the scene where um, the main chick like goes to the camp? She goes in the dream world and she re- goes up to the camp counselor because she's like Jason's drowning. Oh, and what yeah. does she say? She goes, "She goes, are you coming?" And he's like, "It's yeah. not my fault." This spit. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, just Freddie. Like in this movie, it reminded me that Freddie was like for being as funny as he is. He's still a badass too, you know. I know we're talking Jason, but Freddy's great in this movie. I love Freddy, man. <laughs> um, the movie, the movie's just—it's just, you know, it was just so fun. Um, do you guys want to hear a crazy ending that could have happened for that film? Yes, I do. Lay it on us, brother. So there was an ending that almost included Pinhead. I heard about that. Yes. So the the ending went as far as that Freddie and Jason, um, there is no victorious winner. They are both very, very wounded and weak. And at this point they eventually die and their dying breath. They are dragged to hell. And when they are being dragged, chains are going through their bodies and they're just kind of like strung up and whatnot, and they're kind of pinned down. And then the camera kind of pans over to Pinhead saying, Now, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem? Your Unfor- suffering will be legendary even yep. in hell. <laughs> yep. But um, the, only, the only reason they didn't go with that originally was because New Line Cinema didn't own the character. 
that's mm. that's where that's where we get kicked in our dreams. All these, <laughs> all these. Oh, we don't have the rights mm-hmm. to do this crap. Why can't we? Well, us nerds just want to be happy. We just want to see. We just want to see our favorite characters kick the crap out of each other. <laughs> well, we License agreements have to have to exist, and we don't ever get to see this. And there needs to be a good reason why it's happening. And this this did it well. It really did it well. Okay, uh, a little preview. Last thing we need to kill count. You gotta keep. You gotta keep it. Kill count. Kill count. Thank you, boys. Uh, Jason Favors Jason, twenty five kills. So Jason Voorhees kills twenty one people in Favors Jason. Uh, four kills are performed performed by uh, Freddy. Uh, Jason clearly won the kill count tally battle between him and Freddy because you know Freddy was weak. Uh, right. Uh, people dead and nervous. So Jason. Oh, and Jason plays dirty in that movie. Yes, he does. <laughs> Remember that one that Freddy was about to get. And yep. if Jason finds it in the in the cornfield and kills her, he's yeah. like, "That one was mine." <laughs> oh, and the, when in the dream world, she's in the locker yeah. and she's just passed out. Yeah, drunk he's about to kill her, and then she just like poofs away. He's like, "That one was mine." Yep. That was mine. <laughs> That's a good Trey voice there. Um, and Jason like goes on a killing spree as well. He kills like six people in a matter of minutes. Uh, pretty pretty good one. Um, I think Jason okay. was screen sniping before Call of Duty was a thing. <laughs> uh, this next one uh, I watched just within the last week. I never saw this one before. It's time to talk about Jason X. Do we have uh, to? I'm, yes, we do. Jason X is good. I'm gonna. I'm talking I'm about Jason my thoughts X. after you guys are th- done talking. Um, I have so much to say about this movie. Probably the most out of all the movies I have something to say about this movie because it's fresh in my head. Just watched it the other day for the first time. Uh, Brandon, go ahead, buddy. So I love Jason X. Jason X hits me right in the nostalgia. nostalgia, Because it was one of the very first Jason movies I ever saw. Uh, That's that's why Freddy vs. Jason is so close to me also. Because I saw these as a kid. I was born in 95, so... When these were coming out in two thousand, oh, for still, old bitch, I, I was I was still young, so I, I I hold these ones very close. Uh, Jason X, yeah, it makes no damn sense if you're looking at it in order from nine ten to Freddy versus Jason, makes no sense. But if you look at it as a fun Jason movie, it's got everything you can ask for. I mean, we're we start off Jason at <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake and. He's he's like we just see badass Kane Hodder chained up. The guy's like, oh no no, don't take your eyes off him. He's like, the, the research what's he gonna do? With yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, what's he gonna do? He's chained up. Jason's like, I'll show you what I'll do. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. But yeah, like he gets off and chases that girl down, and then they get frozen, and they're like, how how long were they frozen for? Like three thousand years? Four hundred and fifty five years. 400 years. Jeez. And 55. Yeah. 455. 455. 455 years. Jason's frozen. And he wakes up on a spaceship. Like they start they start the they start the space off in a good in a good spot because his very first kill is probably the best kill in the whole movie. Grabs grabs the girl from the back of her head, raises her face, and then just slams it on the counter. 
One of the one, best Jason kills. I will say one of my favorites in the movie. And then it, it then it just keeps going on, gets better. Um, <laughs> and, and like, uh, <laughs> like we we get to the next scene and he starts and they're like, oh well, Jason's obviously back to life. So what are we going to do to stop him? Are you high? Am I high? No, I'm just having. I'm just having. I'm just high on high on life, buddy. High on just Jason. A good time. High on pot noose. Hi, yeah, high on pot news, having oh, a great time. <laughs> but, but like they're like, okay, well, obviously Jason's up killing everybody, and what do they do to stop him? They throw out an android with machine guns, and they just have him an all-out battle in this spaceship, dude. It's crazy. And then, then she's like, oh well, I won. We're we're good. It's all over. And then, nope, here comes Jason for round two this month. This guy's got uh, armor now. He's just going nuts. Like nanotechnology. That's what he had, I yeah. think. Nanotechnology. Yeah, nanotechnology. Yep. The nanotechnology starts repairing his body, gives him this crazy metal armor, gets this, gets this new insane crazy metal mask. They even upgrade his machete. It's insane. It's one of my favorites. He looks sick in that He, he looks so days. sick. Was he cheesy as hell? Absolutely. Absolutely wasn't cheesy, but it was fun. It's 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 one of my favorite Jason movies. Like like I said, you got your story movies and you got your Jason movies. Jason X is a good Jason movie. Sure. <laughs> uh, Mr. Finch. Okay. Hey, I'm right there with Brandon, man. I uh, I really like this movie. Obviously. You heard my notes because I messed them up, but uh, <laughs> nostalgia, the sleeping bag scene, the liquid nitrogen kill. I love that one. <laughs> where they, uh, they have him in a simulation and he just picks up the girl to sleep bag and just starts. He just keeps oh, going to it. He loves the tree. Um, and then obviously the liquid nitrogen kill is actually like one of my favorite scenes in all the Jason movies. I don't know why. It just it sticks with me. And it's stuck with me for years as still like one of my favorite kills. Um, um yeah, so the just this movie's it's pretty badass. The Jason looks sick when he when the nanites come and take over him and help him get back. The android she kicked butt too. Um yes, but you know, obviously she, she gets her head knocked off too. Um it's it's a good movie. Yes. Uh negatives. The the CGI is terrible, man. Um when they're in that training simulation and that giant like lizard alien thing is there, it looks horrible. When they show outside's can, can they we show talk outside about one part? <laughs> they should they show about one part when uh when the, they got the android and there's she's like I I I I want I want nipples too. Why can't I have nipples? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, just, nipples that's just good just writing. That's good quality filmmaking. <laughs> that's some good CGI right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, the other part is just like when they show the the ship. Anytime they show it from the outside, it just looks yeah. horrible, god awful. But uh, other than that, I really like this movie. Dr. Brown. 
Oh boy, Dre, Brandon, I'm sorry to break your hearts, but for me, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I like the idea. You know, the idea of going into the future space. I had hopes for this film when I first heard that, you know, it's in space. I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And then I was very, 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 very disappointed there. You know, there, you know, there's a couple good scenes, like a couple good kills and stuff like that. The liquid nitrogen, obviously, that'll go down as one of the greatest kills. Um, but for me, this this film seemed more, um, you know, more like a comedy um, than it was. It, it, it didn't take itself very serious, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we're at that point where Jason isn't where clearly Jason is all about having fun. I guess. Like yeah, I mean, he, he just he just wants to swim at the lake with everybody now. But I mean, I mean we've blown Jason up. It's, it, this is a whole new Jason. He's fun. He's cute. He's ready to yeah. have a good time. Let's go Barbie, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's go Barbie. <laughs> um, but it, like I said, with the idea of being in space and in the future, um, I I was optimistic. I was like, oh, this sounds like it could be a good one. Um, like I said, there are a couple good things about it. But there, to me, there's just not a whole lot of focus on Jason as there is more focus on the victims, which is fine, I guess, because a lot of the films in the past, you know, is more focused on, you know, Jason's character than it was getting, you know, a character protagonist we liked and stuff like that. But again, these characters, they never make a return. They're just one offs, you know, not all of them die. Um, but to me, it was just more of a goof. It didn't, you know, it just didn't take it serious enough or you know i i guess i wasn't really expecting something too serious but i felt there was more of a comedic relief to it than there was a comedic relief um to it than there was you know a serious slasher film um but you know it's you know i i rank it above some other films i'll say that but um yeah, man, I, I, it had potential, but for me, I just think it didn't, it didn't take itself serious. Mr. Peters, what are your thoughts on Jason X? I would have liked to have sat in that writer's room. Yeah. And <laughs> hear this pitch for this movie. I believe my answer would have went something like this. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. You will not make this movie and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) But Mrs. Slippy gave me the idea. Doc Brown, the part of the story that I don't like <laughs> is, 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 is that is that the movie starts off interesting with Jason and Chains, and then it, it quickly looks like I'm watching a made-for-TV movie on the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. and I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, what's what's this?" 
it totally looks like early 2000s sci-fi movie. The CGI is atrocious. Yep. It makes it makes C, it makes the CW CGI look like freaking MCU uh, Infinity War type thing. Like even some even some then it was it was rough there. Uh, and sometimes I don't know. I'm trying to think of movies with really great CGI. <laughs> I, my mind is turned. How does it hold up against the flag? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Lord! I and, and the thing I love about the Flash is when the director's like, "Well, that's the perspective of Barry Allen." No, dude. <laughs> you, you, listen, you made an amazing movie with it. A- amazing movie. But the point of the matter is, you overwork your 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 sci-fi. Your, your, you overwork your animators, your creative-minded people, and then you produce crap, and you don't care because you get checked. And these people do all the work for you. And that's the whole point of the writer's strike. So, like, screw you guys. And all those animators that did Spider-Man Across the Universe, like, amazing work. Academy Award winning animation. Absolutely. They work so freaking hard. They get no damn respect. And if those animators worked 20 minutes, they would have made Jason X look like freaking, you know, Citizen King. You know, whatever. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. The concept of sending Jason into space, like, it could work if you wrote it in a capacity of, like, alien. Okay. Where, where is, okay, J- we thought Jason was dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason's going to be worth money. Okay. And Jason wakes up and we see him, like he's just hunting people. That could work. Like it could work. But we get a freaking scene where like some chick is trying to get extra credit and she's riding her professor and she's pitching him with a draft ball. Yep. What's what the hell is this movie? What, what and it's and this movie was tame uh, with, with with sexual things. I didn't have to fast forward too much. And like but like what the hell is that? And then Oh my gosh. And then like every like all the people like want to have sex with each other, I get it, you know, whatever that's that's what Jason movies are. But like it's so stupid. And <laughs> and then like when the when the professor dude calls that one dude to try like on the black market to try to make money, that dude looks <laughs> high as F. Like he just like he just rolled out of that like they found a homeless person to do the job. And like he just looks totally out of it. It's so freaking stupid. The the CGI is stupid. Like all these mercenaries that want to hunt Jason on the ship, that could have been like that. that like that was a cool thing. Um, the the only thing that was kind of interesting in this is Jason look, did look cool with the uh, net with the nanite. Uber Jason, like that was cool. Like Uber Jason, that that was really cool. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you that. You guys that. Um, but the whole time I watched this movie, I'm like, okay, Jason's hunting them. Why aren't they using this freaking android to, to fight them? Like the whole time, and then we finally get it, and it's like Alice and Resident Evil, and she's like, that was and that's that's a great comparison. I'm not gonna the I never thought of it that way. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm I'm a freaking genius. So we know, but it's just it's just I mean, I mean, if you're gonna make a Jason movie, you know, you don't sit in in the writers' room like a goon. You know, you get your butt out there and you write something that is like Freddy versus and Jason. And you make a successful Jason Flores movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's time for recess. It's, it's, I, and I, you know, I, I, well, with all due respect, there, there, there are people that, that really like it. It's nostalgic to them. You know, it's goofy and stuff. But like, I think God for Frey versus Jason just a year later. <laughs> because, because this, this was just so out there. Um, and well, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it didn't work. That that was the issue too, though, because originally in the film order release, the next film after uh, the final Friday was supposed to be a Freddy vs. Jason film. And I could be wrong, but I think the script and the writing for this film was like less than a year. So that's why, you know, that's why to me, the story, it, it's not serious. It's, you know, it makes a mockery of itself. There's cool scenes here and there. But I mean, yeah, it, it just it never takes itself serious. Um, you know, there, yeah. there are cool parts, but um, sure. I could be wrong. But I, I like the reason this film even came out was because um, Freddy vs. Jason was going through so many issues. So many but, delays. Yes. Yes. Wes Craven, Wes Craven did a new nightmare. Yep. And that took you a little bit. And then. It, just trying to do the rights and yep. yeah, it, it was just so many issues. And then, you know, at that point, you know, parent, you know, Friday the 13th fan goers were like, when are we getting another film? So then they just gave us this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it just, it, uh, and, uh, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, okay. Here we go. This is it. This is, this is the final one. Finale. This is it. Uh, six years later, huh? Yeah, six years later, we get a remake slash reboot of Friday the Thirteenth, and February thirteenth, two thousand nine, Valentine's Day weekend. Um, I mean, Valentine's Day weekend is a great weekend for horror movies. It was Friday the Thirteenth, like absolute great, great marketing there. Um, this stars. You know, Jared put 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 uh, whatever, but Padecki, Palecki, right? Palecki, Padalecki. who, in my opinion, in two thousand nine, if you would have just threw him a Nightwing costume, he would have been <laughs> definitive. Jared was always my definitive Nightwing, um, but now he's too old. <laughs> but that's that's a, that's that's talk for the VP and the Fitch podcast. Um, I th- this. This movie jam packed like all three movies, all the first three movies, and into one movie. Like you get, you get the first movie in just a couple minutes. Boom, 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 done. You know, you get part two as most of your movie, and then you get part three. He gets the mask in the attic. Like, uh, let's talk more about this movie. So, so Brandon, go the remake. What you know? Your thoughts on this? So, one. I I really love this one. This one, this one was great. Like it's yeah. a they they managed to get the first three movies condensed into a, a really great startup for the movie. Uh, it was the first Jason movie to be to set place in modern times. Like at the time of this movie, this was set in modern times. Yep. Um, it was just really good. I love it. I mean, I love the cast. Um, they, they stay true with the comedy, you know, Jason, Jason was known for its comedy, it was known for its gore. Like they, they kept that and they kept it tame. Like they, 
they did a good mix. They had a good story. Had had a lot of violence. Had some comedy. I I really like this one. This this is one of my favorites. Anything else? Anything that that you think wasn't good? <sighs> Honestly, not really. I I don't I don't think there was much bad for this movie. I mean, Jason looked really good. Like I said, the story was it was fun. I mean, it, it, I, I liked it. Like I, I I do wish this movie got a sequel. I really do wish this movie had gotten a sequel. Like they set it up for a pretty good story. My man. Um how do you feel like how Jason looked? I thought he looked good. I mean, like yeah. he, he was he when they showed him before he got the hockey mask, and he, he was he was scary, you know. It was one of the first times we actually felt scared to see Jason a little bit. Dude, let's just call it like it is. Shout out to Derek Mears or however hey, you pronounce it. Dude. Okay. Other than just back, back when the first films came out, you know, it wasn't about menacing looks. It was just, you know, the story of, you know, a serial killer. But then, you know, roll it into 2009. We need a menacing dude. This dude scared the crap out of me when I seen this. Yeah, this they, dude, like, this dude is massive. He's six foot five. He is whoa, amazing. So Derek so Derek has played Derek was uh like in the Wild Wild West. Uh he played like a metalhead. More mostly a stun guy. Um he was he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. He's been in Hills of Eyes 2. He's known for Resident Evil. Like played, uh, well, nothing. Um, he played in movie Predator. He played Predator. Jason Voorhees, of course. Um, he, what else? So he's a big scary guy, pretty much. Big scary guy. Um, the funny thing <laughs> is, though. The funny thing is, though, they almost didn't cast him because, in reality, he is a very nice dude. Everyone who spoke about him, like writers and producers and directors, say nothing but great things about him. So they almost didn't cast him because of how nice he is. Well, here's something else. So did you any of you watch 2019's Swamp Thing? I have not. Derek played Swamp Thing. I, I do see that right here. So and, Okay, and okay. Freaking amazing. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, talk, there's talk that he might come back. I, I pray to God. I, 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 um, I, sometimes I confuse Derek with Doug Jones. Um, I don't know why, but Doug Jones has played like from well. Hellboy from Hellboy, yeah. uh, you know, Abe Sapien. Um, Doug's played a lot of monsters, but Derek is that menacing, you know, that great size. Um, uh, Finch, go ahead. What do you think about this movie, bro? Uh, I really like this movie. Um, Basically, what you said, the, those are my notes, is uh, retells the first three chapters better. Um, obviously, it's updated, so the, you know, the kills and everything, you know, the video quality looks better. Um, the, you know, we get my girl, Danielle Panabaker. I, you know, I love yeah, that girl. Kill her for us. Uh, <laughs> right? Well, I, I loved her ever since, like, Sky High. <laughs> so, <Love it>. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jared Padalecki. Um, just, you know, it's it's a good movie. That my biggest negative, and I'm pretty sure Brian was waiting to hear this, is he kidnaps the dude's sister. 
and just holds her. Jason doesn't do that. Thank Jason you. Kills. They they Dude. made it like that he he that she reminded him of his mom. It's Pam. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's what how they were. They were yeah. I don't it, buy it. That that part just don't work for me. But I mean, it she survived, and that was cool. I so. I like the take on that though because if you remember right, in part two, there's a callback. He has a shrine. I mean, it's not a direct callback to that part two film, but he has a shrine of Pamela. You know, we right. don't see that shrine, so obviously yeah. this time he's he's protective of her. He's like, oh hey, mom's back. I gotta protect her. You know. I can't let her leave, you know. Right. He's still uh, trying like, kind yeah. of right, like because he had uh, the kids like go into like this like hole in the wall or something, and his mom's head is right there, right? That's true. That's true. You are right. Um, she, if her head falls in the bathtub, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that nasty bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, that he he did some that, bathing in there. That, that whole trailer is it, like that whole trailer is worse than the sweater from part two. Trailer like, um, but yeah. Anything else there, Finch? No, I mean like, uh, like Brandon said, I think a sequel would be cool. Um, obviously, I think at the end of this, we're gonna say what we want for the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll get into that later. But yeah, um, Trey, man, this film, this film, I will probably talk the most about because it is great. You know, yeah. Um, it's, it's a great work, work early tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. yep. It, it's, it's a great, <laughs> you know, call it what you will reboot requel. Um, you know, there's a lot of legality issues of what to call it. Um, but I think it was a great film. You know, we get, we get a menacing dude playing Jason Voorhees. And I mean, it's horrifying. I mean, this dude is a brute, um, you know, we don't see him just, you know, stalking from the shadows and walking casually to get his victims. This dude is on a mission. I mean, he's full sprinting, you know. Yeah, he, he was sprinting. Yeah. Oh, dude, thing. I loved it. I loved it, you know. He was, um, he was like, yeah, we, we did all the walking in the dude, old movies. He, he has been cross-country training for years. He is on it. Um, but... Uh, it's just great. And you know, it's great to me. Um, but I like the spin that they take on the, in this film, you know, like I said, in the old films, we really just see Jason pop up from time to time, kind of that supernatural, uh, ability type deal of like, you know, popping up here and there, you know, and just casually walking to get his victims in this film. We get tunnel systems, you know, Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know, it makes sense. It's like, you know, we in today's time we can't just you know have them just pop up around the corner. We got to do something. That's and there's very, a, that's very uh, Leatherface. Or yeah, Texas yeah. Chainsaw. yeah. Like the whole basement and tunnels connected to the gas station. A lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's great. You know, you you see these tunnel systems throughout the whole campgrounds. You know, so now there's not just oh I'm here. I, I just pop up out of nowhere. Um, great film. I really have no issues with it. Um, you know, the casting for uh, Jason Voorhees was fantastic. Um, now, there are certain things I wish they would have done when they were, you know, making this reboot, requel, whatever. You know, Quentin Tarantino, there was a rumor that he was going to take the, the director's chair, you know, and then he kind of shut it down. He was like, no, it's not happening, guys. Wish that would have happened. 
Tommy Jarvis was set to make a return. It was in script, and then they scrapped it. Why? You know, we need that return. Get Corey Feldman in there, man. Um, but I mean, had so much. Pot- I mean, it, it didn't have potential. It was a great film, in my opinion. There are a little bit nitpicks here and there, but other than that, I thought it was a great film. Um, no complaints from me. None that I can think of off the top of my head, anyways. Um, I just thought it was great. Um, this 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 movie, uh, in my opinion, is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought it was done so well. Just just to be able to take those three movies that you know some some of us considered kind of kind of boring, mm-hmm. boring exactly. right out like. Um, you know, Brandon, you know, Brandon said, you know, the first one just doesn't hold up. You know, yep. I, I think, I think, uh, Finch say that too, I think like, except part two is super boring. Yeah. Part two <laughs> is super boring. Like this takes all that and it's just like, okay, what's good about this movie? Okay. Take that. What's good about this one? Take that. Yeah. You know, boom. Um, I, the keeping, keeping the girl, like chained up. I I don't I didn't think that was really Jason. Um I mean even if it resembled his his mom, it just it seemed a little it seemed a little off. because uh, she was gone for quite some time. Like what was he feeding her? We never saw that too. Like what was he feeding her? Like rats, how she man. I guess rats so. in the tunnels. I guess so. Um I mean there's a lake, maybe fish. Yep, yep. He's a good fisherman, I suppose. Uh, but Jason was faster. He was scarier. I love the scene where he's just standing on the house. And he's just oh, like, yeah. When the power's cut out. Oh, dude. Yeah. Great scene. You sure about that? Yep. You sure? You know, you sure about that? You sure about that? Like, I, I love the, 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 the dickwad boyfriend guy that like, he wants to show off because he's such a mm. narcissist. Yeah. Like, look at my look at the house. We got all this money, but I don't want you to touch anything. Yeah, don't um, touch anything. You know, you have look. you have that dude that just wants to smoke pot and get high. Um, it it took all the tropes of sex, drugs, rock and roll, put them in there. Um, I don't understand why the heck this movie didn't get a sequel. Exactly. It was so like it was exactly the direction it needed to happen. Bring in Tommy Jarvis, Corey Feldman. Like, what the heck happened? And I I don't have any like I don't see so why, why nothing happened. I guess it was probably a rights issue. Well, so from what I've read, the original writer for the whole you know franchise, Victor Miller, he was upset because this movie, when they made it. I can't. I don't know if it was a reboot or a requel, but either way, the the studios figured out a way to either deem it a reboot or a requel, making him less money. The writer, so he didn't get as much money as he would have liked to. When that happened, he immediately filed lawsuit because he wanted more money. He said, "This is my character. This is my franchise. I want that money." And obviously, you know, you know how Hollywood goes. Like, hey, man, you know. Yeah. You you did write a great franchise. You did write a great character, but you know, we we found a loophole. We're sorry we're doing that to you, but that's when everything derailed. 
soon as that lawsuit was made and it's it's still i don't know if it's still ongoing but it is it's still an ongoing issue of you know the future yeah i mean there's this talk of crystal lake show i don't know what's going on with it oh is that on Uh, peacock yeah and there's there's been well not yet they got got a24 going to be working on it I think that's a good choice. They're doing great things in the world. You know, one of the things I didn't like about this movie, though, was, I mean, you already talked about, like, all the stereotypes. But, like, the black dude, bro, like, he's just, <laughs> he, he did, I don't know, man. I don't know why they did that dude like that. So, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I want to want to be, I want to be a big time music producer. She's like, oh, sorry, I don't like rap music. Why, why do I got to do rap? I can't be a country singer. Yeah, I can't be a country singer. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're right. I am a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's some funny little parts to that, but it's like they also did my boy. Like, I thought when the movie started that he was with one of those girls because there's like three girls and mm-hmm. then like four guys, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yep, or something like that. So I yep. thought one of them, one of them females, was his girl, and turns out, nah, dudes over here. About to jerk it to a <laughs> to like a little magazine. It's like an old. It's, like, it's not even like a current. It's like a like, good housekeeping or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bro, you could have found what something. It? It looks like a JC Penney's catalog or something. Yeah, yeah. he's like, please be lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that sweater's tight enough. We're good. <laughs> See what I also like about this film too, though, is we get more of a development of Jason as a slasher you know it's yes. not just it's not just popping out of corners it's not i mean he's using tactics he's got bear traps at the opening scene um he's using you know uh pulley systems that you know hang a sleeping bag over a campfire uh yeah dude that was nuts um I like that too. I like the, that too the tunnel system uh there's so many more i can think of um oh, um your boy Dre, when he gets caught down at the edge of the lake, he's using him as bait. He's like, you know, yeah, like, hey, come get your friend. Come, nothing's gonna happen. I promise you. You can bring him yeah. back in. Jason was so smart in this. Mm-hmm. Um, this this one is really really great. Yep. Um, so yeah. So I mean, we talked about it yesterday though, um, with the like first couple movies before we get to the supernatural element. And I think this is something that, like, obviously, because I watched this in the order of just, like, keep watching all of them. Mm-hmm. So the way it ended, uh, where he, you know, he yeah. just dies, like, he gets choked out, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I, I was a little underwhelmed. But you guys pointed out all that stuff yesterday about, um, you know, that this is, he's still human. And you're pointing it out right now, too, that, like, this is a human Jason. So it's like, you know. It it now it makes it more satisfying, you know, having this discussion because yeah, when I saw him like he ain't dead, he ain't dead, you know what I mean? He got he got choked out of stuff with the chain, fucked through the little like grinder thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But see, but the nice element to that though is as he died, yeah, he was human. But what did they do when they discarded his body? They put him right back in the water. There is something that I I was. I will st- I will stand mm, by this okay. through every film. I will stand by this. There is something about this lake that needs to be explored. There needs to be given more of a story of Camp Crystal Lake other than 
Just put him in the water. He comes back. It's the holy water, buddy. Maybe, maybe that is what is supposed to be in the Crystal Lake uh, series that they're supposed to be making. Hopefully, I I hopefully. There's, I'm looking on Internet Movie Database. Uh, It just has Adrian King, you know, the first final girl from the movies. She's somewhat attached to it. Um, You know, it's got a bunch of producers, but nothing. Internet movie database, bro. Just say IMDb, bro. <laughs> Come on. IMDb. All right. So, uh, <laughs> rankings. And then we'll say about what we want for the future. And then uh, we will go to bed. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, Tyler, unfortunately, didn't get to watch a whole lot of the movies. Um, but he did rank the remake as the best one he did see. Uh, he didn't rank; he ranked it high, so uh, he really liked that this one. Is the one I recommend to people that haven't seen uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a great one. Uh, James, who uh, couldn't join us due to technical difficulties, um, James, James, here's James' top twelve right here. So number twelve is Jason Takes Manhattan. Number 11 is part seven, the new blood. Number 10 is part three. Number nine is Jason goes to hell. um, I think James, James is a big uh, evil dead fan. So that's probably why he ranks it a little bit higher. I gotcha. Um, He put part five is number eight. That, that blew my mind. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, it's probably because you know there's some uh, there's some uh, scenes in there that you know. Um, <laughs> Freddy versus Jason was his number seven, which kind of surprised me because because uh, James really likes uh, Freddy as well. Uh, number six was Friday the Thirteenth original one. Uh, part six was his number five for Jason Lives. Part his part his uh, number four was Jason X. His number three was the final chapter, part four. His number two was Friday Thirteenth, part two. His number one was the remake. All right, Brandon's top twelve. I'm gonna dog on you so hard in your number one, homie. Number twelve was uh, number twelve was Friday the Thirteenth original. Number eleven was part five. So he has he's you know he's on the right track there. Um, part ten, or sorry, number ten was Jason Goes to Hell. Still on the right track. I'm proud of you. Number <laughs> nine was part seven. Number eight or number eight on the list was part three. Number seven was part two. Number six was part six. Number five was part four, the final chapter. Uh, number four. His four on the list was Jason Takes Manhattan. His number three was Jason X. Okay. Number two was Frey versus Jason. His number one, just like James, was the remake. All right. I won't dog you on your number one, but your number three was Jason X. Really? Really? Jason X at number three? Yeah, because here's why. Here's why. Let me me defend mine. No defending. I would love to defend mine. Brian, on to the next one. Uh, Hear me out. When uh, when I think of Friday the Thirteenth, if it was your number one, you'd have to definitely defend it. 
that that one that one that one has to be number one. Just just based off the fact that it's 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 what we think Jason is. Jason as a whole. But my the rest of my top five, I picked them because when we think Friday the Thirteenth, we think Jason. We want we want the fun. We want the gore. We we don't pick up a Jason movie for the freaking plot. We pick up a Jason movie because we want to have a good time, and that's why Freddy <laughs> versus Jason, Jason X, and Jason Takes Manhattan are my two, three, and four spots. Okay, All much right. to learn, young grasshopper. Much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right uh next list i got was trey's uh trey has a little bit more um more uh wisdom in his list um <laughs> oh okay uh, uh you yeah. know uh trey 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 is uh i i found that trey is a little bit like-minded as to me and in, in some cases um okay so, Trey had number his number twelve on the list was part five, New Beginning. His number eleven was Jason Goes to Hell. Number ten was Jason X. Number nine was the original Friday the Thirteenth. Number eight was part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Number seven was part seven. Number six was Freddy versus Jason. Number five was part two. Number four was part three. Number three was Jason uh, Lives, part six. His number two was this remake. And his number one was the final chapter, part four. Uh, Finch, Finch's list, number yeah. 12. Number 12 was part two. He found it very boring. He, he, he hated it. Uh, <laughs> he said, get that uh, potato sack off his head. Get it out of there. Uh, number eleven is number eleven was Jason goes to hell. Uh, number ten was uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Is number nine was part seven, the, the forgotten one. Uh, is, is number number eight was uh, part five. Uh, I, I can't believe that he put part five higher than part two, but you know whatever. He got him um, mixed up. He got him mixed up in his defense. So it's fair. It's fair. Uh, Friday, ones, those ones were not as mixed up. I like I said, it's just boring. It's, it, it's okay. he didn't like too. Okay. You, guys, you guys did kind of sway me a little bit, so I, I would say that's what this podcast is for, right? Yeah, buddy. Right. I love I love you guys. Um, part his uh, number seven on his list was the original Friday Thirteenth. Number six was part six. Jason uh, lives. Number five was Jason X. Don't give it to you. Number four <laughs> was Frey versus Jason. His number three was part three. His number two was the final chapter. His number one was a reboot. There you go. Our, our top now, five was almost very similar. <laughs> for your fearless leader. Uh, the worst of the worst was part five. Uh, F that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> number 11 was Jason Goes to Hell. What the hell was that movie? Uh, I mean, it's just. It was the out. final Friday. So bad. Uh, number 10, I put Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, number 9, I put Port 7. Um, I think I, I worry Jason Takes Manhattan so low because, you know, it's false advertising. Um, number <laughs> 9, I put Port 7. Number 8, I put Part 2. Uh, number 7, I put Jason X. And uh, I probably want to flip those. 
I, I, I probably. Um, <laughs> number six, I put the original Friday the 13th. Number five, I put part three. Number four, I put Freddy versus Jason. Number three, and I and I might flip these after all we talked, but my number three was the remake. My number two was the final chapter. And my number one was Jason Lives with uh with that. So uh the the official ranking of Gravely Amusing's official ranking of Friday the 13th movies. Uh, some some of them were ties. Some of them were this is the answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is the best. This is the worst. Whatever. Uh, and some of them, I based on other votes and where people had ranking on things, I had to move stuff around because I had empty slots. So this is kind of our official ranking. So we with two votes out of, uh, I guess, five people, two out of five, <laughs> um, we, 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 uh, you know, it had the most votes. Part five is the worst. So, listeners, part five is the worst. Don't watch that movie. It's trash. Uh, Jason no goes Jason. to hell. Uh, there's no Jason in that. I mean, yeah. come on. Jason goes to hell was number eleven. Uh, I had three votes of that in the eleven spot. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. Number 10, Jason Takes Manhattan with two votes. Part 9 was uh, Part 7 with three votes. Uh, number 8 was Part 2. This is kind of where people uh, kind of, this is kind of in the middle. People had things everywhere. Number 7, Jason X. Number 6 it was a tie. Ooh. A of, and, but the original get, is going to get the win. Uh, number six was uh, was tied with part six, so the number six list, part six, and the original got each got two votes, but the original has to win because just because of how people had votes on other answers. Um, part five or n- number five on the list, part three, top four with two votes, Frey versus Jason, number four, uh, w- with some votes in just a different order, part six. Is number three. Uh, number two is the final chapter with two votes on that one. And the reboots with three votes out of five is number one. So the reboots is definitely the best one to watch. So in my top two are in the top four. I'm happy. I, 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 I had I, three of mine in the top four. Yeah, I'm very confident with those top four for sure. I, I think those really are the best ones. All right. So, Brandon, what would you like for the future of Friday the 13th, my man? I mean, I I just want to see some more Jason. I just want to get some love. I really like what they did with the uh, reboots of Michael Myers. I think that'd be cool if they did something like that with Jason. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you're worried that might happen? Anything you don't want to see? I mean, the way movies are nowadays. I mean, I don't. I don't think we could go bad with Jason. I mean, if we get if we get a good story written, we we obviously got the technology to make some really good gory scenes. I I, I think I think it can be good, especially especially if A twenty four is really working on the new Jason show. I I have faith. Well, I thought I didn't I didn't I wasn't I didn't know I thought Peacock or NBC was going to work on it. I think A twenty four was going to power. Working rumors that Peacock got A twenty four to work on it. 
So mm-hmm. kind of like a partnership. Kind of, yeah. So we we might... like when you see when you see posters for it, it's all a twenty four. We might we might be in for some good day. Uh, Finch, what do you want? And what do you what do you don't want? Um, well, I mean, I Trey got me interested. Like, I don't remember anything about this Elias guy. So Trey got me really thinking about this guy. I didn't know what was about novels, novels, and comics. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. So, so I'm, I'm kind of uh, curious about this dude. I definitely still want that. Um, I still we we've, we've joked around this, but I want like uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Michael. I would love to see that, but <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Or put a pinhead in it. Put chucky in it you know give us give us a three-way match you know what i mean so i want that um eventually i want um i want um dude i had it i'm it's it's, i'm drawing a blank right now but okay so we're tired i don't want to go more like prequel route I, i want like a remake but like obviously better kills i don't need to see a retail like i mean if they're gonna kind of redo it all together, I don't need to know like tons of backstory. Like, give a, just jump into it and be like, you know, do use the opening credits like some movies have where they tell the backstory. And if you want to reference some of the older films, you know, reference it. Like, do a continuation kind of like how Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre has, where they bring back these legacy characters. So we, I'm hoping we would get a Tommy Jarvis. Um, you know, and just I don't know. I I I, I just want a better film. I don't remember which one it was, but like, yeah, they started one of them where they like did a campfire storytelling, and they did like killing shots and whatnot. That that that'd be good for an opening on a newer movie. Like, tell us all we need to know right there. Telling the camp story. And then we just jump into it, like yeah, like show some newspaper clippings, like yeah. the masked hockey guy kills teens. Yeah, like they did on yeah. Long Turn, where they yeah. had all those like newspaper reels. That'd be cool. Uh, anything else, Finch? Nah, I'm ready, my man. Trey. First and foremost, it <laughs> sounds like the legal issues are coming to an end. I hope they do. I hope the legal, the legality of this, I hope it's done. It, it's garbage. This is the whole reason we never got a sequel to the 2009 remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it. That is the sole reason why we never got a sequel. Because, um, you know, the writer wanted, you know, I get it. He wants his credit. But man, you have ruined it for so many diehard fans of this franchise. It needs exactly. to stop. Bring it back. It needs to stop. I'm optimistic for this. Um, <laughs> I'm optimistic <laughs> for this Crystal Lake series. Um, now, having said that, I'm hoping we kind of get that backstory of you know. Hopefully, I, I, my my hopes for this series is that it's more of a story about Pamela and Elias and what made them go on the paths paths that they've chosen of violence or, you know, why, why is Elias evil is, you know, is he part of a cult or something like that? You know, there's a supernatural, supernatural abilities and all that stuff to Jason. Like it's, you know, is he got some, you know, 
occultist giving him powers type deal. Um, and hopefully they give us a little bit of backstory about the lake. You know, in the first film, you know, uh, Crystal Lake is, you know, it's been they've been trying to reopen it so many times, but there's like bad water uh, fires, mysterious fires and stuff like that. Hopefully we get kind of like a backstory of what makes, you know, crystal Lake supernatural. If it is supernatural. Um, now having said that, I did just find out that with this reboot of this series, that it does sound like they're, there are works that they are in the works of doing another Friday the 13th reboot. However, um, <laughs> directors and writers have kind of been to say that, you know, yeah, we want to reboot it, reboot it. Um, but we don't want to, you know, get caught up in the legal system issues of it. So I hope yeah. they get something to go through and I hope it's nothing like, you know, Oh, Hey, it's Friday the 13th, but it's not Jason. I don't want another part five. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're just, if anything, you're going to make those fans very, very upset. And at that point, it's like, don't even try and bring it back. Um, but, you know, I hope, I hope we get a movie. It sounds like they're talking about getting a movie back. Let's get Tommy Jarvis back in there, man. Let's get that character back in there. You know, um, you know, if, you know, they, if they do make a movie, Let's have him involved. Let's have him give us the camp story, you know, and then people say he's crazy. No, it actually happened, you know, and it's happening again. Let's, 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 let's make it happen. Um, but ultimately I just want the legal issues with this franchise to be done and over with that way we can get films, we can get shows. And honestly, I wouldn't mind another video game. I don't know if you guys have ever played the Friday the 13th game, that game, in my opinion, was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, you know, it, it breaks my heart that due to these legal issues and all that, that the plug is being pulled on this game. You know, I think the last time it's available to play multiplayer wise is the year of 2024. So after that, it's done. So but, all but, I'm saying is I want I want people to make Mortal Kombat to make a a scary fighter game like they've been talking about. And they keep teasing us by putting Freddy Krueger and Jason and Leather Face like in the, the game. DLC packs they did before. Yeah. yeah like, just, give, just give us the whole game. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just give us the whole game. Stop teasing. Just like a slasher fighting game? Like, or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like horror <laughs> combat. Do 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 do. Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so uh, this is what I would do. <clears throat> Just briefly, what I would do, um, I would have Jason be a bully kid in school, and his best friend is Tommy Jarvis, and they go to school together. And Jason's constantly bullied. Jason has troubled parents. His dad's a wacko. Like Tommy's his only friend, and they go to camp one summer. And Jason drowns. And the whole entire camp, they covered it up. And they, like, it never happened. This kid never drowned, nothing. Like, this never happened. And years pass. That's like your prequel type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Years, years pass. Um, someone's killing someone at camp. And Tommy's brought back. And 
I, you know, he doesn't really know what's happening. He doesn't like, they want to think that the mom's doing the killing. Like they want to think that, but it's really Jason. And there's this whole mystery of what really happened. And it's going to be slowly revealed that that was Tommy's best friend. Like this is what happened. Um, and give that emotional attachment that his buddy didn't die. His buddy's now a killer that there's this emotional attachment tommy's you know your hero like i like i want my friend back because he was my best friend and we end that bullying aspects of jason we get that crazy parents we get that speculation that maybe pam is doing this killings maybe you her and jason are doing it you know you know whatever um you know keep keep it with the camp but i like i like that mystery i want that personal um vibe a bit and it to be kind of revealed slowly of what's happening. And um, I think you have something really cool. And keep Tommy as your final boy. Um, I think it could be very – I think I, – I, I like stories with – I like stories where something's changed in somebody. And, like, I mean, you don't necessarily have to make Jason uh, be sympathetic. And I guess that's what kind of what I'm doing. Um, but I, I, I think he was kind of all sympathetic all along. Like this kid was born deformed. Like he didn't ask to be that he was always picked on. He died. No one cared about him. So I think, he, I think you could go somewhere there or if you don't go that route, just take the reboot that they did and do a continuation and, and, mm-hmm. add, and add Jarvis in it. Um, so that's what I would want. Now, now so, Brian, Brian, real quick. Now I know I know you talked about like how um, the part four. Okay. Yes, I did. But um, I, you know, how you said it would have been cool if Elias had Jason as his son. Well, obviously his son, and then Tommy as his son. That'd be a unique way to connect them in like a future film as well. Like they were like half brothers, kind of like the half sister from. I would have put that Friday. in there too. There you go. And that's kind of why lies kind of kept them together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's so much ways you can go with it, but just don't do Jason and Ted again. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so this ends, uh, this ends part two of our Friday the 13th podcast. Uh, so we did it boys. All right. So part one was going to drop at 6am on Friday the 13th. And you would have already listened to it by then. Uh, part two dropping at 1pm there. You can find Gravely Amusing on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Gravely Amusing. TikTok at Gravely Amusing. Uh, X at Gravely underscore Amusing. And you can email me anytime at Gravely Amusing at Gmail. You can find us, of course, how you're listening to this podcast now. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And, you know, follow us if you like us. Uh, tell your friends. We appreciate it. And, uh, you could find BP and the Finch uh, coming to your ears on October 20th in about a week. BP and, and the Finch. And uh, Trey and Brandon are definitely going to be on that for, uh, for Ducks and Doc Brown. And uh, I hope I hope you liked our ranking. I hope you had a lot of fun here. We had a lot of fun here, even though uh, we're getting a little tired. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope this episode thrilled you. I hope it horrified you. If nothing else... I hope it left you greatly amused. Good night, everybody.